sometimes they travel far, sometimes they travel near, but I love the the announcers, especially non-English jiu-jitsu announcing. It's not as bad as you'd think. Proving, fighting, a lot of fun when you watch it from different angles, mm. which means it's time for verbal tap. Show that proves all that. Rap ACBJJ13. It, well, it wasn't it in California? Yeah, it was out in Long Beach. Yeah, okay. Well, the YouTube feed is in Russian, I guess, or whatever. <laughs> the language sure. is. And I, I just had a. I was really enjoying that. I had a good time. Um, because at one point during, and you would dig this, at one point during the Cyborg Santos fight, it was Russian, 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 and heel hooks don't work. Russian, Russian, Russian. And I was like, that was awesome. I'm glad that's how I, I consumed it. Uh, ACBJJ Keenan did some things, but how are you first? I'm good. Um, yeah, uh, here's what I'll say about this. I think they had a plethora of really solid talent. The rounds are interesting. I don't know that the rounds are interesting for these individuals, um, if I'm being honest. And I think the commentary, at least for, I don't know what Russian feed you had, if any, or if you were watching the right feed, but I thought that it was uh, it was Drysdale and uh, Hanger who were doing the commentary for at least the U.S. version, I thought. Oh, damn it. I watched the wrong one. So uh, I got caught uh, up on a foreign version, Raph. Okay, I wasn't sure if you were pirating the right one, uh, even for not. a free broadcast. Oh, uh, but that's impressive. Um, yeah, you know, I had other shit to do, and I caught bits and parts of it. Um, let's start by addressing the number one thing, which is leg locks don't work anymore. And I think that's a bold statement made from somebody whose feet are rubber. Yeah, they've never worked on Vinny. Mm. They've never worked. Vinny yeah. Magalhaes defeats Gordon, if you want to call it that, in the world's well, dickiest decision of five points. Here's the weird part about that one, too. With Gordon and Vinny, it was supposed to be a combat jiu-jitsu match. And really, that was supposed to be where the money was at. So instead, we had a rule set. And I find this hard to believe. We have a rule set that even the Danaher Death Squad was not all that familiar with. Now, here's an interesting thing about that. If you've seen any Danaher death squad appearance at any ebi they meticulously know those rules backwards and forwards to the point where john danaher i think was telling eddie what the rules were during one of the rules meetings where he just goes actually the proper form for this when we do the back takes is to take this mr bravo and eddie just is like oh yeah i mean definitely that's exactly what it is yeah that's exactly how i visualized it so that is uh, some behind-the-scenes information for you all. Anyway, the whole bread and butter of that was supposed to be that it was supposed to be combat jiu-jitsu. And instead, it was by points. They win all three rounds. And then Gordon put up a status that said, you know, all credit due to uh, Vinny. However, I thought that because he had negative uh, points or advantages, whatever they call them, that I would have won those two rounds even though Vinny scored in the first one. So that's strange. Um, which is weird because for the guys who like to talk shit about the Abby JJF, 
for Gordon to like hold out and be like, ooh, he had some negative points. Just hold on, I'm gonna win. <laughs> but then's the rules is the rules. So well, uh, Vinny, Vinny is there. A notorious points player. <laughs> Absolutely. I just like this though, Kev. Especially on Vinny's thing. I love when Vinny comes to talk mess. And then you remember, wait, when was the last time I saw this guy grapple aside from ADCC? Yeah, it's been a while. Like he just shows up every once in a while to remind us, like, hey guys, uh Hanacho and uh I'm gonna troll some more shit. And apparently I suck because I train out in Vegas, so fuck y'all, I'm really good. <laughs> and then he disappears back into the night. So hopefully we see a little bit more of the Vinny Magalash. Yeah. Especially from a jiu-jitsu perspective. Uh, Kevin, you watched uh, bits and parts of it. Yeah, I saw Meow fight. I saw okay. uh, he fought Tinquino. Um I definitely saw the Keenan Amaplata, which was awesome. Mm. He just started it from a really weird Keenan position. Kind of when someone's trying to wheeze her up, he locked it in and just rolled to it. It was awesome. It was fucking cool. Uh, correction on that one. I think with the Kenyo match, it was Isaac Doder line, right? No. Are you sure? Yeah. Uh, Augusto Mendez? Yes. He was fighting a meow. Uh, was he? Yes. Okay, go for that one. I can, I've got my, uh, uh, oh, Isaac Doder. Maybe it was a tournament then. Because it looks like he fought a few times. It's totally fine. Isaac Doderline and the Meow Brothers have had plenty of wars in the past. I only know that because I saw a photo of it as I was scrolling through. I watched, and, uh, hold on. Now I'm worried I watched one from like seven months ago. No. Fact. <laughs> 50-50. Uh, as previously noted, I was trying to pirate these things and find them. I was like, ACPJJ13. But I thought I saw taking you fight a meow. Does it wow. look like it from the results? How's stage, that though? weed, Kev? It's great. It's Good. great. It really Absolutely. Inflammation, everything. Um, <laughs> Kev, let's promote our sponsors. I, that's, about yeah, yeah, that is, yeah, thank you. NorthSouthJiu-Jitsu.com. We're going to talk about North-South because <laughs> this was a great weekend for them. A lot of their, well, and every ACBJJ, I guess, from what I watched. It's a great weekend for them because uh, product placement. Every time they go to pull those pants down, which I'm surprised is legal, Raph, mm-hmm. but it's a great thing for North-South because all these athletes that love their product, and I love their product as a big-hipped individual, and I'm sure slender-hipped people like, Raph, you don't have a butt. How do you, you it fits you well? That's rude. I, I have, you know, I don't have uh, what I would call something that I should be ashamed of. I have uh, something that has uh, a nice shape to it. I like to think that I have rhythm, so I need it to have some kind of hips. And, you know, Kev, I think I wasn't ready for you to be so incendiary uh, to my shape. I think that's shaming me. Uh, I'll take that. And yeah. I, I guess I was more insinuating. You don't. You have sort of uh, slimmer hips. Ref's ref's shaped like a large V, just like it's skinnier as his legs and <laughs> ass go down. Uh, some of us that birth it, but the point is, I think that we've shown is its flexibility. So head on over to NorthSouthJujitsu.com. It's gonna improve your training because you're not gonna be worried. Is my B key crowing? That's code for B crack showing. Mm. So 
No, it won't be. And that's that is an honest endorsement. Like that's where I would five star it if I wanted to write there you that. Go. And my Amazon got hijacked recently. Otherwise, I would the, hi- no. the reviews. Oh. Yeah, I placed two reviews for a phone ring apparatus I've never heard of. I was like, what? And it didn't look. I have bad grammar. This was worse. <laughs> uh, NorthSouthJiu.com, not a pirating scheme. Just a place you can get good un- undies to train. Raph, I have a box next to me. And in the segment following this one, we have an unbelievable over-under coming up. Mm. But little how the sausage is made, we're recording this after to make sure we don't have to be like, God, CXF crazy. He he threw something at the produce. We had to to send the verbal tab intro to the hospital because Steven's crazy. We, We record this after just to make sure. So we don't have to caveat anything. And Raph, I have mm. a box next to me. Okay. Do you know who it's from? You who should. is it from? It's from like, I do know did. I'm playing along. You Kevin. coordinated this. Shh. So this, and I love it because the box is to Kevin, Verbal Tap Podcast, Kevin, one name only, like mm. I'm Prince, which is what I texted you seconds after it happened. I was so excited. But wait, what did I call you after Prince? Share. And, and I liked it, too, because I was like, well, at least I have the outfits for that. Uh, Richard, <laughs> thank you so much, Mr. Uh, this is a fantastic thing to get in the mail. And fans, if you want to join in on the fun I'm about to have, it's extremely easy. You go to www.proven-nutrition.com, and you're going to feel the same joy I feel. A nicely packaged box. Oh, you can hear the paper. Rap core. I've got some core. I've got some oh, okay, proven okay. nutrition. Well, you're going to drink it once we get to the next segment, right? Blueberry flavor. Blueberry flavor. Are you joking? It's one of my favorite flavors. No artificial colors, flavors, or sweeteners. This is an all-natural refreshment mix. I have flavors. You know what else I have? What? The coolest effing water bottle I've ever seen from Proven Nutrition. Once again, www-provennutrition.com. What oh, what can I look forward to in the next week? Sustained energy and focus. Thank God. Because wow. I'm 32 and I have no energy and no focus. I want to point out, since we already have recorded the other segment, you may hear a couple times during that interview and the aforementioned meow brother drop in that that's something we strive for on this show energy and focus mm-hmm. <laughs> there's nothing about memory in this one or attention to detail <laughs> but maybe focus healthy joints and bones well i've been injured 74 times since may no. uh, i know it's may 5th i do know that and maintain muscle and cardio it's like this thing is it's like hey you know all the things that are shitty about your jujitsu and your ability to fight we're gonna fix them Cannot wait to keep people updated. What you hear is me shaking provennutrition.com in my hands. I'm excited. And Raph, this water bottle rocks. Provennutrition.com. Mm. We should go chat with our friend about <laughs> UFC. Yes, we should. The friend that we we have no idea how the interview is going to turn out. No one knows how it's going to go, but I think it's (laughs) going to be good. I just don't know. Here it goes. Kev, 
we have to make some major, major issues on this next one. We had a good thing going on with this over under Kevin, right? Uh, uh sure. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, it's good. Above average. average. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But that last one in particular, when it was a pay-per-view for the UFC, and then there was a dolly being thrown, <laughs> uh, we lost almost half the card. So I protested the last over-under, because again, did. because of Conor McGregor's bullshit. You did. And to be fair... I really thought about it, and I normally give you no credence on any of these things, but I really did think, holy fuck, is this whole card going under, and is it really going to come down to, like, one preliminary <laughs> fight pass that's going to decide who won between uh, you and your opponent? But this time, we're pulling our shit together, and we are coming back strong, and we will be better than ever, and I decided to go out and get a goddamn professional. Now, Kevin, what is your biggest weakness? Professionalism, by and large. Yeah. 100%. And I said, what would make Kevin cower in fear from the one and a half times he has done live play-by-play commentary than by bringing somebody who has experienced not only doing play-by-play commentary for MMA, but who is also a respected reporter in the SoCal scene. He is somebody who shoots photos, does interviews. He's always writing up shit. He's one of the guys who's helping shape the scene out here into the wonderfully communicated part of mixed martial arts that we all know and love, Kevin. So before I reveal who it is, are you prepared for all of that? I'm extremely prepared for a very small amount of that. The I'm nervous. <laughs> this okay. sounds like this doesn't sound fighterist. This sounds showmanist. But go on, do your bullshit. All right, whatever. Uh, it's not bullshit. Nothing's going to stop me on this card. Uh, we'll see about that, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome one of the co-founders of the Clinch Report and the voice of CXF, and the soon to be heard on Celtic Warrior, our good friend Jonathan King. Jonathan, how you doing, sir? I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well, but uh, Kevin, I'm coming for you, buddy. I know Raf got me. Uh, Raf got me on this uh, this podcast, but uh, uh, Raf's my buddy. I don't know you, and you're my competition tonight. <laughs> so you better uh, you better shoot straight and keep your butthole tight because I'm coming for you, buddy. Okay, I, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna call. Hold on, point of order. We haven't started <laughs> the shit talking, but if we did, I Raph. might have some notes on the butthole part hey he hosts he's <laughs> he invented the clinch report ref i would expect nothing less i wow. came clinched yeah. and prepared for battle clinch not clenched oh oh sorry <laughs> i oh that explains see i was doing pre-show research and i was like weird wow. we're taking the show in a different direction tonight but now this is the other jonathan king uh california Extreme fighting. Is it Cage or California ref? Which is it? I always Kevin, forget what I state swear to in. God. Every time I tell Kevin, I just went to CXF. Kevin goes, California extraneous no. fighting. No. <laughs> Something Kevin, with an X and an F. Um, you're the voice of a lot of exciting fights, which makes me nervous about going up against you. It also makes me uh, jealous of your local success. But you guys do a hell of a job. CXF, it's exciting. Good fights. Oh yeah, man, and and I'm just busting your chops there at the beginning. We haven't gotten started yet, so I'll get competitive in a minute. I'll be <laughs> nice for now. 
Um, but yeah, CXF is, it's really come a long way. You know, the, the promotion was started by Mike Rush. Gosh, I don't know, a long time ago, probably about 10 years ago. Um, they had guys like Joe Schilling fight there. Uh, a lot of, it was based mostly in the Valley. Um, and then a few years ago, George Basmajian and the team over at Lights Out Promotions kind of breathed a little bit of life back into the promotion, brought it back to the scene. And since then, you know, we've, we've graduated a lot of fighters to the UFC, a lot of fighters that are on their way um, back down from the UFC, trying to make their way back, have to come fight through our stables. And, you know, it's a pretty exciting place to be. The, the place is always packed, and the, the CXF fights are by far, uh, and I'm not just saying this because I work there. I, I just, I honestly believe this. I think they're by far the best fights in mixed martial arts, at least for the state of California. I would normally say no, but EBI slap jitsu, Raf. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. I, I, I thought you were going to. I just, I want to make sure that people understand a lot of you guys have local show shows that you get behind and you're excited to go see. I just encourage you guys to really go see one of these shows out here in Southern California. They're fun. I know so many of these fighters, and if I know some of them, I know many of you guys are training with them. You probably uh, see clips of it all the time. So uh, whether you know it or not, you may have heard Jonathan narrate some of the fights that you've loved. John, I have to ask, though, I know I have a couple off the top of my head. But just off the top of your head, and I'm not asking you to play favoritism, but like, what are a couple of those fights that you have called that you just felt super lucky to have called? Oh, God, there's been a few. I remember uh, Curtis Melander versus Casey Green was a great fight. Uh, I had a lot of fun for that one. Um, but uh, by far, uh, I mean, it's tough to say this about any any two other fighters, but Usually we get one guy that is really good and another guy that's a surefire UFC guy. Um, and they're always a tough test, but there was one fight in particular where I can remember two guys that are guaranteed to be in the UFC. Uh, and they put on a show for three rounds that left the uh, Burbank audience on their feet. And that was uh, Richard Leroy versus uh, Richard Leroy versus uh, Jalen Turner, I think is probably uh, not only the greatest fight I've ever called, but it might be the greatest fight I've ever seen in person. It was, it was unbelievable. The heart, the intensity, the skill, uh, the back and forth. It, it, it had a little bit of everything, and it was just an unbelievable fight. Like, it still, uh, still raises the hair on my arms when I talk about it today. So yeah, Jonathan, I would have to say Leroy versus uh, uh, Turner. I need you to do me a solid. I need you to take a timeout, and I'm going to address this straight over to Kevin. Kevin, how many times have I referenced that fight on our show? This is the fight you made me watch, and this is why uh, Jonathan's voice at least rings familiar. This fight's unbelievable, and you're kind of alluding to it, and I think it's an awesome thing, but you get, whenever Raph leaves these, there's always a fight. It's like, holy shit, you have to see this fight. That's a compliment. This is the ultimate mm -hmm. holy S fight, Turner versus Leroy. You've talked about it a lot. Yeah, I just, and John, you have a, a difficult task ahead of you each time which is you are the post-fight interview and yeah one of the difficulties i have when i go to the cover of these there's not really a collection to talk to the fighters afterwards i kind of have to chase them down and you kind of have to make your game time decision of okay he looks like he wants to talk he doesn't know who i am 
So it's going to be like I'm a fan being like, hey, how you doing, buddy? Well, cause I just came from the crowd. Would you like to interview with me? Um, but if I know the fighters and I didn't know Rich at this time, you have to say, okay, cool. Would he want to talk to me? And in this particular instance, I went up to Rich and I said, hey, listen, dude, you got knocked around real bad. But you came and you beasted that fight. I'm not talking to you today, but you and I will have a conversation very soon. And he looked at me like, yeah, that's a great idea because I could not talk tonight. And uh, I just remembered you getting in there. What was it like afterwards when you were interviewing them? Um, I think I, I can't remember exactly. Um, but I think I might have cursed in the, in the post-fight interview. I think I might have <laughs> went, holy shit. Or, or or something like that. It, it was um, completely unscripted moment. Uh, I, you know, a lot of a lot of people tell me. You know, a lot of people I've spoke to when they say when you do these in ring interviews, do you, do you know what you're going to say ahead of time? And a lot of times I do, but <clears throat> in that case, I don't think I did. Um, and still, I have a hard time watching that fight because it's um, it's one of the greatest fights ever, but it's by far the worst example of my commentary skill um, ever because the entire fight, you just hear me going, ow, and doing this screaming. And, and it's just over the top because to be honest with you, that was the fight. That's the way the fight was. Um, I don't think that I was any different than any other person in the audience that night. I, th- I think every single person there was a fan. Uh, and I don't think it was possible to be a color commentary um, for that fight, I had to be a fan. No, and just watching it was unreal. Let's be real, man. Uh, I was explaining this to uh, a fighter today, our good friend Milton, and I was telling him, I'm like, you know, the way that you approach fighting is the way that I approach commentating or interviews, which is I'll go back and listen to tape, and I don't watch it like a fan. I listen very critically and say, okay, hey. I need to be stronger here. I probably would have liked to have done this. And I think you're being a little too hard on yourself on the actual uh, rendering, if you would, of words for that fight. Because even the best in the business, Joe Rogan, on occasion, turns into a little bit of Andrew Dice Clay of, oh, hey, little must muffet, boom, look at that. And so I'm like, if that's the gold standard, every once in a while... I think it's okay for us to just be fans because that fight in particular, it made something special of that particular event and that particular uh, really cool idea, which was to do a format for Cali Kings. And I thought it was awesome to have that as one of the very first fights of that tournament. Yeah, I mean, the way we did it was, um, or the, actually the way the promoter George Basmajian had it set up was, we had a luncheon. Um, all the fighters that were invited to the Cali Kings tournament, all the 55ers showed up, uh, and they had to choose a card. And I forget the exact arrangements were, but they picked from a deck of cards, and whoever they picked is who they fought. Um, and it just so happened that Turner and, and Leroy picked each other. I don't think Jalen could make it out that time because he was from, from out West, but someone picked for him uh, and they, and Jalen and Turner picked each other uh, or Jalen and uh, Leroy picked each other. So um, it was kind of meant to be. And it, it's pretty funny how, you know, 
Leroy just tried out for the Ultimate Fighter, and now he's fighting for the Celtic Gladiator title. And Jalen Turner is fighting on uh, Dana White's Ultimate Fighter series, or whatever that is. The uh, Who Wants to Be a Dana White Millionaire, whatever the fuck his <laughs> new show is. Um, That's a much uh, better title. But, you know, it's, it's, uh, Somebody <laughs> called the UFC. <laughs> so we all we gotta stop. They need to know about that. That is a way better title. Uh, well, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know the name of the title. It's, it's got it, the name of the title is like eighteen different letters. It's like D W C S C T four nine sixty eight. I'm like, what the hell is this? It was so much easier when it was the Ultimate Fighter, but whatever. And I really like the new format. I just don't like the title too much. Looking <laughs> over a fight, isn't it? Is it something like, uh, yeah? No, that fighter. was the one that they did on YouTube. That was the one what they did with Matt Sarah. This is a mm-hmm. completely different one. That's why it's like Dana White's Millionaire. It's, it's like oh. the next one's going to be, you know, Dana White's. Uh, um, who wants the voice or something like that? The voice. With Dana, Dana White's White, doing know? a singing show. Everybody shut up. It's yeah. going to be great. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, That's shut a genius up. idea. Shut up, you knucklehead. Yeah. Hey, Dana you're a moron. You can't sitting sing. down at, behind a chair. <laughs> And only turning around by the sounds of a fight is a show that's a million times better than any of the programming UFC has come up for. Especially if he's like, I picked you because you're a fucking dummy. And you know what? It sounds like I can make a lot of money off you, you fucking idiot. But you know what? Come here. Sign this contract. Fuck Bellator. And uh, smile. You're on Dana White's candid camera. Fuck you. (laughs) I think that's what those shows are for. It's like... Come here, you goofball. Stay away from Bellator. I'll sign you, you know? Have you? Cause, whatever. Because you know. Dana has come to a couple of the shows, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, have you He's crossed paths? He's supposed to have been to CX with CXF a couple times. I've, I've actually never met Dana. Um, I, oh. Well, I've, I've met him, shook his hand a couple times, but I wouldn't say he has no idea who the fuck I am. That's for certain. Wow. Um, but, um, you know, the... I have seen a couple times on the Ultimate Fighter or even on the last um, Dana White thing, my friend from Long Island sent me a text message, said that uh, um, that when Kyler, Kyler Phillips fought on the Dana White show last week, I think, or the week before, mm-hmm. lost a decision, um, I got a message from my friend saying that your voice is on the Dana White show for Kyler Phillips's promo video. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I've never... I don't have any real affiliation with the UFC. I never have in any way. They're it's okay. Pretty, I'm, but I like I'm watching just, their fights. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. You, you you hang around long enough. You might just be uh, filling in for John Attic. I just like the fact that if you've never had the pleasure of it, you like really just chatting even for a while, and I don't think you and I have had any more or less interaction with him, it's more so when you are there covering it live that for a split second – Dana White might smile at you and you go, oh, we're in good graces. This is good. And then he might look at another reporter and be like, shut the fuck up, dummy. And you go, well, this is about as good as the press conference as you can hope for. So hang on, folks. Yeah. Um, I tell people there's nothing worse than the day that Dana White came to press row after George St. Pierre decided he was going to retire and he didn't tell anybody. And there was word he might not come out for the presser. And Q-Ball was especially angry at us that day. And I've never felt more like, why am I doing this? 
Because yeah, everybody he, else was like prepping you. Intense. I, I remember a couple of times he, he had, uh, you know, I, I, I personally, I kind of, I kind of dictate his vibe. You know, I, I, if I, I probably have a beer with him, even though I don't like a lot of the things that he does and says, I remember he said some things about uh, a female reporter that I have a lot of respect for um, a few years back, uh, Loretta Hunt. That was real nasty. Um, I mean, not just, not just nasty. I mean, downright, like Wrong. really, man, that's just, yeah. whoa, dude, you know, like, come on, that's vitriolic for vitriolic sake. Like that's really bad. Like, come on. Um, and, you know, he's had a couple moments like that, but you know, I, I can only imagine if, uh, I had, you had a camera on me all the time, how some of the shit that I'd come up with and that I'd get caught saying, um, I probably wouldn't want it coming back on me. So I understand he's under a microscope and he's got that a little bit of that Donald Trump to him where he, he just kind of speaks 20 seconds before he thinks. Um, and that's usually not a good thing, but he's gotten a lot better at that. You know, he's, he's not so bad at it anymore. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Objection. Objection. I don't think just he's saying. gotten better. I think he's gotten richer. People just don't care as much. I think he's as bad, if not Mostly he looks a little tired right now. I think um, as soon as things perk up and his company stops being a fucking disaster every time they try and throw a fight, um, they'll have a little bit. Oh, yeah, it's been bad. Then maybe but, he'll know, yell the at the press. He, but, <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is, but, but what I'm saying by him getting better is he's gotten really good at being silent lately. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and, 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 and that's one of the things if you see on, on if you, I don't know if you guys follow politics that much, but that's one of the things about President douchebag or i'm not trying to i'm not mm-hmm. saying that i like trump or don't like trump but i'll call him president douchebag for the sake of this conversation deeply um, liberal roots have been expressed on this he, podcast you're fine people <laughs> have either stopped listening don't care find it amusing or in one of those groups we also do a, a patreon for just our red states that we eliminate all this for <laughs> it's no big deal <laughs> well i mean even he's gotten good at being quiet on issues now, now well, people around him are saying okay much, hold on Kev, no, i get this one <laughs> i want to say this because we're all on the same side here i want to say that i think he has gotten quieter when litigation has prevented him from speaking oh, yeah but still quieter <laughs> you, you, that's a very different barometer of quiet that you and I have, and I respect you, and uh, God bless you for believing that. <laughs> I heard I Rudolph un- Giuliani, not known for his quiet nature. By the way, matters. I want to thank the comedy gods <laughs> for giving barred? us Giuliani. Is he? Does he have a bar Dude, in DC? By the way, do you know what, Do you not see this coming yet? Do you guys? I thought you guys were pro wrestling fans. Rudy Giuliani. Is coming in heel. Mm-hmm. He's going to take down Trump by saying all this stupid shit. There's going to be a face turn when he gets fired. And then Giuliani's going to try to run as the Republican poster boy who showed you how bad Trump was. I'm oh telling you right now. This <laughs> that's, is, that's a good Linda story. McMahon, Linda McMahon has already written the script, dude. <laughs> you, you went there. My thought process was this. This is how I saw their interaction going. It was Trump going... Rudy Giuliani, I'm a huge fan. Come on in here. Shuts the door. All right, listen, I really did all those things. So you're going to have to be the fall guy. And you don't have to know anything. And he's going to be like, I don't know anything. And he's going to be like, good, perfect. <laughs> so tell him I did that one thing, even though I didn't. But I did. 
And then Julie went out there and it's like, wait, do, what did he do? And he goes, I listen, guys, I don't know what I'm talking about. Any time you have to say, I'm learning the facts as we go. It's a bad sign. To it is with. a bad sign. But Can Kevin I and I, right ex- well, I, I want to finish with one thing yeah. because Kevin and I, I, I texted Kevin when Giuliani tried to make the comparison between Jared Kushner and Ivanka and said, listen, that, that, put, that Kushner kid, he's, he's bad news. Fuck that guy. But Ivanka, oh, she's our precious. We can't touch her. But however, uh, Jared, is he's, you know. Disposable. He's pretty dispensable, every, disposable. And I looked at Kevin thought. and I go, every time, okay. the guy's at, every time the guy's at the podium, I, 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 I'm, I'm just waiting. Like, like yesterday, he was like, the president paid for out of his own money with that list of his. And then I, I'm just waiting for like the stone cold music, like the shattered glass, <laughs> like, and then starts looking around, waiting for someone to come get him. This is really starting to get very, very, very bad pro wrestling you know what i mean it's not yeah, even no, good pro wrestling anymore we're at the but end of ecw pro wrestling here that that's what this looks like kev i i know you don't fully understand all of these terms but Uh-oh. i do know <laughs> I'm just saying. are you gonna start talking about geometry because you just took me back to a conversation i had with mr smither in my sophomore year oh, no it's so yeah, don't make it sad, we're fine Kevin. no no no. it wasn't necessarily it was just like do you understand the terms i'm saying it was like i do not <laughs> wow it's just like, shock system all around on this fucking so, podcast so go ahead rav talk to me Here's about a- uh i don't know polygons i'm just gonna say this which is You've heard our good friend John here. Yeah. Do you think if he had to choose MMA or pro wrestling, which would he choose to be a commentator for? John, you can't chime in on this one. Kevin, what are your thoughts? So far, just so far, what I've heard is a passion for a little bit of the dramatic. Okay. So, and maybe it's just because I tried to drink 22 beers yesterday in an effort to really Andre the Giant this, but I feel like he goes towards the pro wrestling. I feel like if they, they call it's like, and let's say all things being equal, mm-hmm. they the two called, right? You've got, you're mm-hmm. just staring at the, I could be a pro wrestling MMA. It's the same amount of money. It's the same prestige. I'm going to get the same Cadillac. I'm going to get the same. Uh, two Russian people that do things that I don't have to talk about with the regular public. He would pick WWE. That's my gut. John? Wow. Um, well, I've never I've never actually commentated a pro wrestling match. Uh, that's the truth. I've done interviews and stuff for pro wrestling, and I do a lot of photo stuff for pro wrestling um, and I'm in tight with a, a real, with a championship wrestling from Hollywood and championship wrestling from Arizona, that crew. Yep. Um, so, uh, I, I would love the opportunity one day to, to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but my, my, my passion's always been competition and, uh, believe it or not, if it might surprise you, but if it came down between the WWE and the UFC, I would want to call fights in the UFC. Um, and if it came down to, uh, the UFC, the NHL and major league baseball, um, well, the UFC would, would lose to the NHL and lose to major league baseball as well. So hold on. All right. Uh, uh you know what? Yeah. This podcast is over. 
I thought we had a fan for life. I put a hypothetical no. that I thought, you which, know, there's which no one, on that one. Which one was first? Was give, What was the ranking? Give us the one. Through. The, 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 whole, the whole commentary thing started for me because of um, when I was a kid. I was a Mets fan. Grew up a Mets fan. New York City. Oh. And uh, you, guys, you guys out here in L.A. had a gem. Um, but we got him for our biggest moment. And when the New York Mets won the World Series in 1986, uh, Vin Scully was calling the World Series broadcasts. And uh, the line that I'll never forget my entire life is, is a slow roller down the first baseline. It got past Buckner, and I'll never. And the rest is the rest is history. After that, I always wanted to do what he did. Um, and fighting was the way that I mean. MMA, mixed martial arts, pro wrestling, that's something that I've always been passionate about. I was in karate and kid wrestling when I was like nine years old. So um, boxing as a teenager and and in college. Um, So it's something that's always been a passion of mine and always will be. But uh, competition is what I like calling. And as much as I love pro wrestling and I love the drama of it, the pure competition is, is what I like to call the uh, the prescripted stuff is fun, but I, I would I, I like competition. You know, this is supposed to be a Morrow conversation, and no, listen, I I don't even know why you're on the show anymore because I <laughs> brought you on as somebody being like, oh, here's a fun hypothetical. It turned non-fun. So w- the the order is supposed to be NHL and then MLB, or MLB then NHL then UFC. It would go NHL, okay. Um, NH- hockey first. Hockey's uh, hockey probably took over my love for baseball when I was like thirteen. So hockey ruled my life from thirteen to like eighteen, nineteen, and that's when boxing kind of took back over. Um, boxing took over eighteen, nineteen, and then um, from there, mixed martial arts with the beginning of the UFC and stuff like that. I was really into that. Absolutely, I get it. You're um, fickle. I just want to make yeah. sure. <clears throat> that I'm getting this right because we're about to move on to the game in just a second. But how do I put this? Okay. Your example that you gave us was about baseball. And then all of a sudden I was like NHL. And then I started thinking, I was like, where are you born from? Because are you a secret Canadian that I didn't think you were? No, man, I'm, I'm a New York Islander fan. I was born on Long Island. My first big sports memory is the Islanders winning four Stanley cups in a row, which I don't think has been done since. Um, so I like when I was a little kid, everything was New York Islanders, New York Islanders, New York Islanders, you know, not only that, but that was probably the first time I ever watched a guy get knocked unconscious in a fist fight. And the crowd cheering for it, you know, and yeah. <laughs> like, holy cow, dad, did that guy just knocked that dude yeah, out. I yep. want to be super clear and, as and a it, New Yorker. I presume you had seen it prior. Oh, oh well, I, I had seen it prior with the with the police and things like that involved, sure. but I had never seen the crowd cheering afterwards. Yeah, that's like, the part Jesus that I was about to say. I was like, I feel like you could have gotten that same sort of experience just going to a concession stand. Uh, well, it depends if the Rangers were playing the Islanders, then definitely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes there were better fights in the crowd than there were on the ice, but yeah, it's always intense. And then you know that that's probably what where. You know, the fighting aspect of hockey was something that when the purest, you know, I'm a purist of the game, when people try to get rid of that, I'm like, you can't get rid of that. It's such a, 
it's such a big part of the fan experience is watching these guys duke it out. You can't get rid of that. Like it's like Josh Barnett said, you know, fighting is the purest form of warfare in its most watered down version. How can you not be a fan? You know, whether it's on hockey skates, beating the shit out of each other over a puck or whether it's locked in the cage, beating the shit out of each other for the right to say I'm better than you in this division, you know, it's a pretty cool experience to witness. And it's, it's one of the purest forms of competition that there is goes back to cavemen shit, you know? Well, Kev, I think that's a great, beautiful end moment. Well, I was going to say, if you're walking out of a bodega in the South Bronx, I mean, you're just trying to survive. Wow. There's uh, a lot is all. (laughs) It's all I was trying to (laughs) I, the bodega in South Bronx is quite far from my uh, suburban home in Babylon, Long Island, I must say. But uh, we'll, we'll go with that, Kevin. We'll go with that. It makes Fair enough. It tougher than I am. Kevin, I just want to do this real quick because I don't know how long this magic is going to last for. So why don't we continue the game before Jonathan decides to pick another sport he likes better than this one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome oh, to another shit. installment of Over Under Kevin. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another installment of Over Under. Kevin, my name is Rappa Sparse. I'm here to walk you through it. Because here's the thing. Some of you are new to the show, like Kevin, and some of you are pros. You know the rules better than Kevin does, and you definitely know them better than Jonathan, but don't worry. I'm going to walk you through it, and we're going to get through this together. The rules are simple. We pick a UFC pay-per-view card, and we go all the way through it. Each participant here, a.k.a. Kev, a.k.a. John, gives 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win. And if I so deem it, they are given 15 seconds of rebuttal time. Whoever has the most picks correct will win. Gentlemen, do you understand the rules? Um, rock and roll. Uh, yeah. I get rock and roll. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, that works. Um, before we start, do you have any opening statements that you would like to say to each other? Kevin, I'll open the floor to you, sir. Yeah. Well, obviously, his last name is King, as is my girlfriend's. And I think this is going to be an experience where I treat him exactly like I did during our French made role play fantasy thing that we tried. Not to get too specific. Um, but I'm going to be in charge of this one, Raph. I'm taking this this over under. Okay. Jonathan, did you have anything to say to that weird too much information? Uh, it was a little weird too much information, but, you know, since uh, his girlfriend's my family, I'm sure this won't be the first time a king will have him on his knees. So, you know, oh, oh, take him out. You know, I don't know that I'm awarding any points on either of those, but we're <laughs> going to continue on as if none of us heard any of that. <laughs> And so I'm going to put 15 seconds on our clock so that way I can hear Kevin Leadoff, who he thinks is going to win the middleweight bout between Thalys Leiches and Jack Hermanson. Kevin, go. Yeah, so you know how I feel about Swedish people. I, I don't love them, by and large. But whenever one of them becomes a fighter, it's like, holy fuck, what happened in his life? They changed him. Plus, he has the best abs. I got to go with Jack Herman's son to see okay. if it breaks Bruce Buffer. All right. Let's go on over to John. John, what do you have for us? Well, 
Um, even though I do love Marcus Kowal, who is my favorite Swedish fighter. Oh, uh, oh, Jack Hermanson is going down today, and Paulus Leites is going to hand Hermanson his second consecutive loss to a, by a Brazilian. Paulus Leites wins this one, continues to alternate wins and losses. Paulus Leites. Okay, can I uh, real talk, everybody, real quick before I give you guys rebuttal time? Real talk is this. Our good friend, uh, Marcus Kowal, he gives me a call this week. And Yeah, no, boo indeed. He gives me a call this week, and he says, hey, mate, um, I've got my book coming out. Would you like to read it? And I was like, yeah, I'd love to read it. Give me you know, a chance. And he's telling me how he was going on a promotion tour. And I say, you know, dude, if we can help out, why don't we plan a time and we'll do an interview? Do you know what his response was, Kevin? Uh, I don't have time for your amateur bullshit, and I hate jujitsu. Uh, this was his response. Uh, for sure, for sure. Uh, the actual goal is Joe Rogan. Now, <laughs> John, I'll ask you, what do you think my response was to that? Oh, God, you had to go lower than that. That was pretty low, though. I mean... Marcus knows how to hit the pressure points. That's all I can say. That was the, he. He knew what he was. That was a guided missile. That wasn't just a fire and forget. <laughs> that was that was a guided missile, and he knew right where it was going, and it hit its intended mark. I'm pretty sure. Well, no, because all I had to say back to him was, "You don't know Joe Rogan, so you'll have to do with me, you idiot." And more importantly, <laughs> when I told him that, I was like. You think Joe Rogan's ever going to put you on? You can't even finish a story in two minutes, let alone three hours. So you won't get any further than one story. And he was just like, ha, that's so true, mate. Oh, and then he just like talked for no Raph, am I the only one that thinks it's weird that he's Swedish with an English accent? You know, just. Yeah. Have you listened to him? (laughs) Listen to that man. He has a weird accent. He and John Danaher are supposed to be one type of accent, but they're not. So every time he talks, he's just like, oh, 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 oh. shut up, Marcus. It's my anyway, podcast we've done in 2018. I want to point this out right now. I like the idea that Jonathan is trying to correct impressions. I didn't hear him trying to correct my Dana White. So yeah. some of us do impressions on the show when others. Well, and. and, and- and your Trump was right on too, bro. Very impressive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, now he's trying to rope it. Quite impressive. You? No, I got, it. I got, it. I got, it, Kevin. I understand. You know, I'm not going to let him get in my head. So Thank don't you. let him get in Plus, yours. I'm going to move on. He voted Jonathan. for bald Talis Latus. He doesn't even. Latus doesn't even have hair anymore. It's like this guy's desperate. Can I say something? I really enjoy when uh, I get to mess up the names on this part of the show, and <laughs> it took everything in me not to call him Tres Leches. But I figured <laughs> there's a certain kind of syllogism I'll allow on this show, and that one was even too far from me. Um, but you know what, Kev? Let's bring it back together. Jonathan, you're going next on this one. And it is a women's straw weight bout between Mackenzie Dern, don't tell Joey Diaz, versus Amanda Cooper. Who you got? Oh, God. They're, this is, uh, they're just feeding the woman. This is dinner for Mackenzie Dern. Uh, she doesn't take long to figure out her opponent's weaknesses. Her three losses come by submission. Uh, so I think Mackenzie Dern picks up her seventh win. I didn't know there was going to be a call and response there. So I, apologies. I, I, was honest, I was like, uh, knockout. No, that doesn't sound right. Damn it. <laughs> I was never good at these. 
It's just, it's just the best moment ever. It's like hearing someone in a stand-up act be like, uh, how fat was she was what you guys were supposed to say. But um, felt, oh, that's like, cool. felt like Scott Steiner there. I was like, holler if you hear me. And <laughs> nobody heard me. Nobody hollered. <laughs> 100%. Uh, let's say this. I'm going to go ahead and go back over your way to Kevin. Yeah, I'm going to also take, uh, well, I, let me preface. I'm going to agree with co-founder of the clench report volume three college edition. I, I have to pick Mackenzie turn on this one. I mean, my jujitsu card would get revoked and I, I'm already past due on some payments. So got to keep it. Got to keep the jiu-jitsu card. Mackenzie Dern. <sighs> yep. No, it sounds about right. Mackenzie Dern has a lot going for her. And I feel like uh, the same kind of talk that we gave to Gary, which is, you know, you kind of have grappling on your back. Like, you're carrying the weight of grappling. So don't fuck it up for us, please. Because uh, we like to think that grapplers can make good fighters. Can and I you with a quick question, though? Yeah, go for Amanda it. Amanda Cooper's nickname is ABC. What song is she walking out to? Are you talking about Jackson 5? I'm assuming she does, but is it offensive if she doesn't? Like, I don't... What are the rules? Uh, Well, if it costs them too much money, I would say yes. And the death of Michael Jackson seems like that would give them a lot of a price tag. So, (laughs) Jonathan, you're a professional. Can they afford ABC by Michael Jackson? Yeah, I would say no. Um, probably not. I don't, I I think she'd probably try though. I'd like to be a fly on the wall for the, for that conversation. (laughs) I want to walk out to this. Nope. (laughs) We have Weezer. Would you like Weezer? (laughs) (laughs) The kids, they like the Weezer, right? I I really, I take that back. Kev. I'd like to revise my answer and say, I think she can't afford it because I've seen how much money Jermaine Jackson spends on his hair. Ooh. I know a lot of people like to talk about plastic surgery for the Jacksons. I'll be the one to say that, that man has the like hair equivalent of plastic surgery. <laughs> so it's hair. the most amazing hair in the history of hair. As a matter of fact, I think Tito and his family are living in Jermaine's hair. That's they have fair. like a three bedroom condo with a pool in there. It's like an oasis. I love that. I also want to point out something, which is as you say that, and we're all making fun of Tito, who is a legend. But I want to make sure that people understand that as we make fun of Jermaine, it's impossible to go through that without pointing out that his son's name is Your Majesty. So I don't care how many times I have to shoehorn that joke in, but Your Majesty is the best name I've ever heard in my life. And what is it about the name Tito that makes the bearer such a joke? Listen, Tito is the best, dude. I've seen many a uh, Def Jam comedian end on a punchline that just says, Tito! And I go, that's funny. <laughs> that's I, I 100% laugh each time. Uh, all right, here we go. Middleweight bout between Cesar Faria and Carl Roberson. Kevin, what do you got for us? So uh, this is difficult. Because Cesar Faria looks like he was sculpted off a mountain piece. But Baby K? That's a nickname of gold. I'm going with Carl Magic Hands Robertson, and I think we're going to get an American submission in Brazil. That's my that's my dare call. Okay. Uh, John, what do you got for us? Uh, Kevin 
using the equivalency of, I like that team because they have a pretty color. Uh, unfortunately, that wow. strategy doesn't really work out well uh, in mixed martial arts, and it's not going to work out well for Mr. Robertson, who's on his way down from 205. And unfortunately, he's going to run into Mutate in Brazil, and it's not going to end well for him, Mutate, with the win. Okay. All right. So let the record reflect he's choosing best abs. Like a superficial That was a pretty good bitch. impersonation of a girl, right? Well, <laughs> you know, um, it's akin to kind of like a Beastie Boys record where they uh, dropped in a girl in there. And uh, impersonated a girl, so you got that going for you. Um, Kev, let's take a little bit of a moment to just kind of reflect where we are. Where do you feel Jonathan is on the shit-talking scale? The, I mean, he sounds like not somebody that maybe won the Heisman, but came mm-hmm. in fourth and still has a chip on his shoulder. There's a lot of depth to this. I mean, it comes from the New Yorkers. If mm. you spent any time in the New York school system, mm-hmm. just a champion at shit talking in general, which leads to his degenerate MMA joys. Clearly, uh, I also am struggling because I I like him, and that's upsetting me. I would prefer <laughs> he was more of a d bag about things, but so far, Jonathan. I also think I'm besting him, Raf. I really I'm do. not so sure about that, but Jonathan, uh, same question, however, just in reference to Kevin. Go on. Oh, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like, um, oh, I don't know. You know, you would know, Raph, you're, you're a pretty well-decorated blue belt. When you when you see a white belt in, you're like, wow, that kid's pretty good, but he's still a white belt. You know, Hold on. I want to make sure that everybody heard that. I am a well-decorated blue belt. You do. You got that merit badge right. a year ago. You remember? <laughs> that got, says great He's got the lead low patch, you know, the bobcat patch, the wow. wolf patch. He's got Listen, them all on that blue belt. I want, I want to get a real quick survey here before I do my bit on this, but is there another Eagle Scout on this show? Uh, <laughs> no. Nope. If, you're, if you're asking him, I won. I'm not. Nope. Definitely not Kevin, not Jonathan either. No, I got, I got, I think I was out at first class. I think I got out, but yeah, it's yeah. about it for me. It's about usual. Well, I'm just going to let you guys scout. know, speaking as the resident highest rank Eagle Scout individual on this show for a, I think it's no longer relevant. Uh, they changed it now as just Scouts, it's not even Boy Scouts, which is a weird thing because they call it the Scouts BSA. So Boy Scouts is back in there, but it's kind of in that BSB is back, if you would, uh, to speak Kevin's language. So, gentlemen, I'd like to just say on behalf of Boy Scouts everywhere, and especially Eagle Scouts, shut the fuck up, and let's move on. <laughs> so, <laughs> Walter Waite, match. John, you're going to lead us off on this one. It's Alberto Nina. And hold on, I celebrate this. Is this uh, Ramadan Emi? I'm not so sure. All right. John, you've got Alberto Mina versus Ramadan Emi. Go. Uh, Ramadan, I think it's Amiv. Is that how you say his last name? I don't know. Had a pretty impressive debut. Pretty impressive debut over um, uh, Sam Alvey. But uh, unfortunately for him, he's going to run into uh, another jiu-jitsu guy in in Brazil. And I don't think uh, the L is going to go for Mina. I got Mina winning this one. Okay. Kev, what do you got for us? 
Uh, I'm over. There can't be multiple soldiers of God, can there? I, I mean, Alberta Mina's nickname, Soldier of God, is copyright infringement. And like the rest of America, I'm going with Russia this time with uh, <laughs> Ramazan M email server, whatever his last name is. Yep. That's good. That's good stuff. You know, you can't write that stuff. If you did, you'd probably reject it and throw it out. But <laughs> the benefit of going on, here's a lightweight bout between Davi Ramos and Nick Hine. Kev, you lead off. Well, this is going to get personal fast. When I started jiu-jitsu, Davi Ramos was the top. And now that I still do jiu-jitsu, you know what he is? The top! I'm taking the Tasmanian devil for a flying armbar or something. Flying. Whatever. Flying footlock. It can happen. I wish. That would be badass. Uh, you know, and say that there couldn't be one, then you see it told by a douchebag who thinks he's Conor McGregor. So you never know. You never know. Uh, are you counting out Nick Hine as well, Jonathan? Or are you going to take the bold prediction here? I'm certainly not counting out the judoka Nick Hine. Uh, you know, Nick's coming off of an injury. He was unable to compete in his last fight. Um, but, you know, this dude is a bad ass. He trains with Anthony Hardonk. He's got that judo background, which makes him a beast on the ground. I think that'll neutralize the uh, jiu-jitsu of Ramos. I have Nick Hine winning this fight on his feet. Oh, okay. See, I'm torn on this one. I'm so glad I don't have to give picks because, Kev, Nick Hine did one of the tournaments I produced out here in California for the USSGL. So, ooh, I mean, I love flying arm bars. Really do. Uh, yep, also that. But also, I have to give respect to those who come to my tournaments. And he won our 170-pound division. So, I mean, I think I have to go for him, right? You want to break the tie here or you no, no, I'm just, the only I, one that like votes for him or what's your hold on can i hold on uh, show producer to producer talk yeah i'm just trying to um like mention the fact that like i produced some shit and he was there and it was no oh, cool oh cool 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 okay okay so, uh, like, i cool. also as i wrote it down i was like <laughs> wait shit could... hold on i spoke too much today who who did jonathan <laughs> pick he had davi or hyde <laughs> i missed <laughs> Because um, while we're just producer, to while producer. we're oh, oh, we're just separate thing. Okay, can I also bring up something, John? Take five. Um, what has our snack situation been like recently? The, it, we got to talk to the intern. We're gonna fire okay. the intern. Let's get out. I was of just this, gonna say, like, you know, we're know gonna get out fine. of it. I just want to make sure if we can get a time to go ahead and discuss our favorite core supplement, that that would be great. Oh, oh, actually, so I have my box by the way with me. Mm. Uh, oh, dope. Yeah, so we're going to do an unveiling of my okay. Proven Core Nutrition box. Excellent. And that is Proven Nutrition. All right, let's go to our next fight. Uh, on this one, I'm actually going to give 26 seconds because it is the co-main event, and it's a bout between um, some guy named Ronaldo Souza, who I thought Jaco Ray was fighting in this one, versus Kelvin Gastelum. On this one, John, you go first. Wow, this is a this is a... Uh, a tough fight to call, you know. Souza's always a top guy at 185. Gastelum's undersized, but he's got that thunder in his hands. I know the uh, um, the matchmakers are pretty much taking Souza, um, but uh, I think Kevin Gastelum's going to shock the world in Brazil. Uh, I'm going with the upset, Kevin Gastelum. 
All right, Kev, what do you got for us? Uh, I mean, I'm not going to spit on my jujitsu brethren like owner of the Clench Report Volume 9 Anal Only. Wow. Ronaldo Jacare Souza is an American icon. He's a jiu-jitsu icon. He's a Brazilian icon. He's winning this fight. He's taking this. It's it. Break his arm. I dare you. He will still win the fight. Okay. Um, this is an interesting bout. I I don't know why we're at a certain point that where I had to write this down. But did you say power in his hands, John? Yeah, Gastelum's got. Yeah, he's got that. That uh, he turned out Bisping's lights, and I know Bisping's lights aren't the sharpest lights yeah. uh, on the Christmas tree. But he uh, he's he's got that. Even though he's an undersized 185er, he's still mm. got that explosive power. He, he when if you watch the way he throws that knockout punch, um, it's technically not the best. Uh, technique but he throws his whole body behind it and he's got very very heavy hands i just uh i'm not so i think jacare's days are are kind of best days behind him and i think he's taking a lot of shots you know i think he's taking a lot of shots even granite fractures so i think uh the youth and kevin gasolin and his uh explosiveness are going to win him the fight his wrestling will neutralize the jiu-jitsu he's a very strong wrestler and he's got explosive hands it's like a young johnny hendrix uh, which hold on before we go any further, the reason why I wanted to bring up that one in particular is uh, I wrote something down here, and Kev, I want to ask you if it makes any sense. But when he said that he had power in his hands, um, this was what uh, I wrote down on a notepad. It says power in his hands and hunger in his tummy. All right, that is about right. Especially right. if we're referring to Johnny Hendricks and his. Well, once he said that, I was like, "No, don't go any further. This joke will only be valid for another twenty <laughs> seconds." So shut the fuck up, everybody. Let me get this one in, Kev. All right, let's do this. Let's continue on. Uh, you guys have both given your picks out on this side. I'm gonna go to the next fight, and it's whew. all right, Kevin. You start us off on this one. Oh, Ole, Kaisi. Versus Oi Link 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 versus Junior Alibi. Kev, who do you got? Okay. <laughs> that was an exceptional amount of. Uh, am I taking. I mean, if I'm going with the Russia theme, I guess I'm going to have to choose the Boa Constrictor, Alexei Olenek. The Boa Constrictor, his porn name, fun fact. He just was like, that works, and uses it in MMA as well. You should check out his Russian porn. It's incredibly feminist. But that aside, I'm choosing him. I'm sticking with the Russia theme, Russian Invasion. Yeah. Is that the same uh, DVD called uh, The Clinch Report or The Clinch Report? The or Clinch, I'm it's actually one. The Clinch Report, Volume 11, Russia only, but I, I'll <laughs> get that to you as well. Uh, John, what do you well, got for us? Unfortunately for Alexi and unfortunately for Kevin, uh, you know, they say April showers bring May flowers. Well, April showers are going to bring May's golden showers as Junior Albini douses Alexi Olenek and Kevin with his urine before he takes home the win. No, no, I'm enforcing the bell there. Fighter back to the (laughs) corner, please. 
Um, I want to apologize to listeners for that imagery. I don't. I, I don't. You can tell that we never screen our guests for so many reasons. Um, hey, Kevin, but that one got uh, Kevin out of Kevin said keeping. Kevin wanted to keep with the Russian theme. No, so I, I did. <laughs> you know what? You definitely went drip, 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 and that's fine. It's great. It's can we a get little. The producer? Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> um, now Jonathan would like to talk to the producers okay. of the show. Yeah, sure. Um, you know that moment that's so great. Whatever you really wish you could do when you work retail, and they go, "I'd like to talk to a manager," and you're like talking to one. <laughs> I am the manager. Am There's the manager. no better thing to say back to someone. I am the manager. Look for our next podcast. I am the manager. It's going to be Jonathan Raff and I <laughs> screaming about our political grievances. Uh, it's exciting. It's going to start with the guy who said, I am the captain now. Uh, it's going to be great. Um, all right. Let's continue this little party. Let's keep it going. It's a bantamweight fight between John Lineker. Fuck you. Don't tell me how to say his name. And Brian Kaleher. What do you got for us, John? Um, well, you know, I have a hard time with a Brazilian being named after an English soccer player. But... Sure. You know, unfortunately for Brian Kelleher, um, going with hands in stone, John Lineker, he's going to win this fight in Brazil in front of his hometown fans. All right. Kev, what do you got for us? You know, Raph, I feel bad. At the title, before I knew who you were bringing before me to get slain and over-under, I put mm-hmm. my name in the category to record my picks, and then I put the person's name I assumed. I put big, stupid, non-alpha, idiot guest. And now I have to quick amendment that because I'm also choosing John Lineker. So just in this oh, okay, case, no, I thank you. That was the whole <laughs> I like that when I give those extra seconds of like, I'll allow this. Uh, where are you going, Kev? I closed out wrong. like a good debater that went over time and got the 30 sure. seconder. I closed. I closed. Sure. Um, all right. We have a middleweight about between... Um, Man, this never gets old saying it, but Vitor Belfort. <laughs> it, it does. Just, it gets a you little. Know, <laughs> it gets. Listen, guys, he's supposed to be retired. And I can. I wish that there was somebody who could do a running jump cut of every single time we've said, isn't Vitor retired? Or shouldn't he be retired? And yet here we are. Kevin, you lead us off on this one. Vitor or Lioto? Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. I, I had a, I'm excited for this fight to be sponsored by those things that take you up the stairs, the stair vader. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go <laughs> with Lioto Machida. I feel like he's been sleeping. We've already mentioned urine a few times. No need to subtextualize his involvement. Mm-hmm. Lioto... The dragon that also should be retired versus Vitor, <laughs> the once phenom Vitor for John. Yeah, Kevin, broken clocks even right twice a day, buddy. You got that one right. Leota Machida, the dragon, is going to send Vitor Belfort into retirement, unconscious and asleep. This is not going to be pretty, folks. When you say unconscious and asleep, 
There we go. Good well, enough. I was going right. to say, tune in for our next podcast. It's an indie rocker. It's called <laughs> The Clock is Right Twice a Day, even if it's broken. <laughs> Boom. It's a long title, but it's good. It's good. Uh, I want to go ahead and do a quick plug for the interview I did with Milton. Milton said that somebody <clears throat> for loves his opponent, <clears throat> sends him a text that says, uh, I'm going to kill you and make you retire, or he's going to kill you and make you retire. And I said, that seems backwards, right? Like, if you're going to send some good shit talking to somebody, at least make it funny. Uh, Saying that you're going to kill somebody and then they're going to retire just sounds mm, like not a conducive way of making those things. Definitely not as good as Tito Ortiz's classic, I'm going to kill you until you're dead. (laughs) (laughs) do you know Ortiz is the person who watches the movie dodgeball and is like you made me bleed my own blood and like did a quick look around everybody and just goes oh are they laughing at people saying that i've said oh shit shut up tito Um, when i first dude i'm like in shock right now when i first watched this movie when i first watched that movie i was like this guy talks shit by Tito Ortiz. I was like, this guy talks shit like Tito Ortiz. <laughs> just, it was ridiculous. So you're right on with that, man. Congratulations. You. You, just, oh. you just shocked my ass right there, boom. Nope. Was doing much better. Clutch Report, about volume place. 15. <laughs> shocked my ass. Shocked my anal ass volume. Oh, like, if we don't buy that website... <laughs> I don't know what we're doing on this show. You know, now's as good a time as any. Kev, we're about that time where I like to tell the guests that there's a whole thing that we do with the bets, but it's not money because, you know, money is not something. Rap, I know exactly what I want from him in a bet. I know exactly. I've never been more honed in in my life. So I'm not even supposed to offer him the opportunity to choose one? No, you should. You should definitely do Uh, that. Okay. So tell him, like, some of the bets that you've made before on the show. Oh, yeah. We had to name the po- a podcast after the Jiu-Jitsu After Dark podcast because I lost five to four on that horse shit card last. Moving on. Keep going. I had to rename my Twitter account for James D. Coe and put it in honor of him and tweet out for 24 hours. That was painful because his fantasy analysis is garbage over the NFL network. <laughs> and he's already started mock drafts, Raph. That's it's I know. James Coe. Calm down, James. Come back to <laughs> MMA and just chill a little bit, buddy. Already doing mock drafts, you asshole. Um, what else? Uh, send a shirt. Cut a promo. Cut a wrestling promo or two. That's been on the list. So, Jonathan, Kevin's very sure of what he wants from you. But we do like to defer to the guests. So without saying what it is, if you do have it, do you have an idea of the bet that you'd like to make with Kevin? Oh, gosh. Um, Don't worry. We've got a few more fights to go through. I'd say his Colorado weed, but then again, we live in California, so we know that's crap. <laughs> Just like most of the stuff from Colorado is crap. Well, uh, okay, uh, hold on, hold on. This isn't a podcast. chance for you to get some Just, some cheap. Raf, yeah. this like, one hurts. Now I, I know. Feud on. Picks are crap. No, hold on. Okay, um, I, I'm regaining I this say, control. I like, I like the, hold on, hold on, John. Wait, 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 John. Remember the part when I said, "Don't say what it is if you do have it, or if you don't." Oh, okay. So okay. we, we wait right, for the very to... end. So just think about okay. that. Hold, sit on that thought. Okay? okay? Sit on that thought like you did the clench report nine. Sitting on thoughts. Electric boogaloo. <laughs> Sitting on thoughts. Kev, that was one of your most Archer <laughs> moments ever. <laughs> Good work, you. Let's move on. 
All right. Uh, I think that one was John. John, you lead this one off. This is one of my favorite names. I'm going to fuck up. So enjoy this one, everybody. It's Elizu Zaleski's Dos Sanjos versus Sean Strickland. Uh, What do you got for us on this one, John? Um, Well, if you and Kevin read the Clinch Report 3 Return of the Jedi, you would already know. Mm. Um, that Sean Strickland is the former King of the Cage 185-pound champion. Mm. He's only lost twice in two decisions against really tough opponents. Dos Anjos is going down. Tarzan picks up the win. All right, Kev, what do you got for us? Uh, I don't know if my partner here, Mr. King, if that's his real name, has seen the movie Tommy Boy, but come on down to the Zaliski, the auto parts king, bitch. I'm taking a namesake, Chicago's Auto Parts corporate retailer, Elizu Capoeira. That's his nickname. Capoeira. Ooh. Well, you'd think there'd be more interesting things about you than the one thing that everybody does in Brazil, but sure. <laughs> All right. Welterweight fight. Kevin, you lead us off. Uh-oh. Warlali Alves versus... Ooh, we got a Sultan fighting. Aleve. Or, hold on, I want to do that one again. Sultan, alive! Kev, what do you got for us? So, there's a lot of... Again, we have a... What is the Russia versus Brazil shit going on here, UFC? Trying to start a turf war? Hey, just in. UFC about to work in cohorts with the president to create a rift between Russia and Brazil. Uh, Worley Alves also bald, like some of his other friends on this card. I'm going with Sultan, too much body hair, Aliyev. This guy needs to see someone that waxes like anyone else I've ever seen on a fight card. All right, John. Well, he's certainly going to get waxed because Warley <laughs> Alves is the toughest competition that Aliyev's faced. Not only will you look at some of the wins that, that Alves has, he's got a win over Alan Jovan and a win over Colby Covington. Let's not forget he choked out Colby Covington in the first round. Ooh. But he only lost to Kumar Usman who's an up-and-coming contender, top two or three in the division. That's why I got Alves winning this fight. I believe it's pronounced Usman. Just, uh, Usman. Usman. Raf is in charge of this. Raf is I, am, uh, I make sure. <laughs> I I work very hard with a linguistic coach each week Rav went to, uh, HR to give you guys training. the best. I think it's Us. The man is silent. Oh, oh, ooze. It's just ooze. It's like ooze. Yeah, like ooze. Uh, yeah. Got it. Um, guys, we're at a heavyweight bout. Nope, we're not. We did all the other ones. <laughs> Let me double check. <laughs> I was like, who? Who's the fat yeah, ass do, on this card? On, Everyone else looks the like they've got Who's abs and tattoos. Uh, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, we've done all of them. Let's go to the main event then. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. This is lovely. Hey, listen, this is the first time I've ever done that. Uh there's yeah. one fight there's one fight you've definitely not gone on the UFC prelims. What's uh, that? James Boknovic versus Marcus Perez. Oh yeah. Oh, that's the one. Yeah. I was supposed to actually lead off with that one, but I deleted it. Thank you, Kevin. Good catch. Uh is this one John, you go first? Uh yeah, I'll, I'll lead the dance. Why not? Uh, Bakovic's tough Illinois kid, 29 years old. I uh, got TKO'd against uh, Trevin P- 
problem, Giles. That dude's a beast, though. UFC 213. Unfortunately for James Bakovic, things are not going to get better for him. Marcus Perez is a beast. He lost to uh, Eric Andres in his first fight by decision, but he's got wins over Paulo Thiago, Anderson Mello. This guy's no no slouch in big uh, big light fights. I think he turns out the lights for Bakovic in this one. All right, Kev, what do you got for us? You see what I'm saying, by the way, America, how he's like, I think he turns out the lights on Bagnanov. It's like it's not exactly like I pick this person. It's like a backhanded Mm -hmm. subtlety. Take the nine to the F train. It's like, where the fuck did you tell me to go? I'm also going to choose Marcus Perez for none of that analysis bullshit reason, but rather because when I looked at his profile picture, I got pregnant. This man is beautiful and exudes (laughs) sexual tension. So I'm uh, going to take Perez as well. I'm so glad Kevin went the Tracy Morgan joke version of it. (laughs) Yeah, that was was inspired by 30 Rocks Tracy Morgan. Yes. Yeah, everybody go get pregnant. All right. Well, we're at that last fight, so... Let's put on 30 seconds on the clock for a fight that maybe you're excited about, maybe you're not. Let's find out. And I believe on this one, Kevin, you lead us off. It's Amanda Nunes versus Raquel Pennington. Was she on the show before, Kev? She might have been on Tough, one of our No, was she on our show? She was on our show, so I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, I, was, I was doing it in order of like her fight credibility. First, the Ultimate Fighter. Second, our show. Third, her <laughs> other UFC fights on the main event. Dana uh, White's Who Wants to Be a Millionaire Part 2. <laughs> Dana, Dana White's hosting that show, uh, Sports Jeopardy, Tuesdays at 4.30. If you, it's terrible. I also am excited about this in terms of I got to go with Raquel Pennington. I'm riding the new wave. I'm riding the cooler tattoo. And everyone knows if you have a rib tattoo, you're a badass. She wants it. She's hungry. And more importantly, she was on Dana, <laughs> Dana White's Wipeout series. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm riding this. I, I'm ready for Amanda Nunez to take a little, I think ring rust. That's what I'm going to call. Noted. All right, John, what do you got for us? You know, this is a this is a real tough fight to call. Raquel Pennington's won quietly four in a row. You know, she's got a win over Misha Tate. She's got some big names behind her. Um, beat Betch Cohea in Brazil, I believe. Um, so she's done things like this before where she can go into enemy territory. It doesn't seem like that scares her. Um, but Amanda Nunes is a different kind of animal. Even though she's not the same lioness that she was that beat up Rousey in her last fight. She didn't appear to be at her best. I think she does look good in this fight. Um, I think she puts on a show in front of her hometown fans and, and, uh, and retaining her title. Noted. Well, gentlemen, before we get to what the bet is going to be, I think it's important that we give you guys the opportunity to say who you think is going to win performances of the night and fight of the night in case we need a tiebreaker. Uh, Kevin, why don't I start with you? Yeah. So, performance of the night, performance of the night, and fight of the night. Uh, this is easy. First performance of the night, and I'm just going to... This is completely to the jiu-jitsu crowd. Mackenzie Dern. Second performance of the night, this is also directly to the jiu-jitsu crowd. Jacare! Fight of the night, and this is because it's in Brazil and everyone's going to feel sorry for them. Everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, Machida came out in a walker. That's unbelievable. It's like, yeah, Good. Belfort came out in a scooter. Belfort versus Machida for fight of the night. This is a pure pandering pick. I was about to say, Kevin, 
doing the best used pandering in a sentence we've ever done on this show. Uh, Jonathan, what do you have for us on two performances of the night and fight of the night? Oh, gosh. I guess uh, performance of the night, I'm going to have to go with uh, Mutake. I think he's going to have a good showing. I think uh, um, Kevin showed uh, a glimmer of intelligence there when he picked Mackenzie Dern because I think she's going to have an easy submission win that could showcase mm-hmm. some high-level skill. So I'm going to agree with him on that one. I'll take a um, glimmer. Coincidentally, <laughs> coincidentally, we'll wow. just say that. Reluctantly. Um, uh, but uh, he's way off base with Leoto uh, and uh, Belfort, how the hell can you claim any fight on this card to be fight of the night and not pick Lineker versus Kelleher? Because those two guys are going to stand in the middle of the cage and throw hands at each other's faces until one of them goes to sleep. It, it, you can't, that, that's, that's lightning in a bottle. That fight's going to be extremely exciting. Well, okay, fine. That's just your opinion, man. Uh, you know, cool. All right. We've done the thing. I want to try to give you guys the opportunity to say what it is. Now, Kevin's never really gone as far out of his way to say he had a bet in mind, but we do defer to the guest. So Kev, I had a, I don't know. What do you feel? Do you think I should let him choose first and then you say your thing? Yeah. Cause mine might be completely impossible and wildly journalistically inappropriate. Oh, okay. Well, then, I don't know. Now I'm, ooh, man. Now I'm kind of more it's inclined. It's not like crazy. I'm not a crazy person. I'm just saying. All right, all right, all right. Jonathan, Mr. Professional King, what bet do you have in mind for Kevin should you win this thing? You had a few ah, moments to think about it, so I'm really hoping you I have did. something. Yeah. Yeah, so what we're going to go with on this one is I like the whole idea of uh, his Twitter handle um, being my Twitter handle for a little while. So, uh, yeah, for 24 hours, you can uh, promote the Clinch Report through Twitter. Okay, Kev? Sounds pretty good. Can we get, if we win, and you can choose the topic, (laughs) I want you to put fake news... Verbal tap. I want a fake news article from you about us. Verbal tap does not have to be extensive. This could be a small joke article. I just think it would be funny. Is that? Can I say at least three hundred words? Yeah, three to five hundred. I think is yeah. fine. I'm not looking to be crazy here. Okay, and the topic would be uh, how great we are. Just for yeah. the sport. <laughs> I'm good with that. Just like a, a self-serving. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be well, about look, our Jonathan, integrity. You can take that topic time? and spin it. You can add some roasting. I just want a fake news. Verbal tap. Too credible for my liking. <laughs> like, whatever it is. Jonathan, a real question here. Is this the first time you faked news? It's great. Yeah, it Don't try and do the real thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not good at that one either, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, well, we'll make sure that it's quite good. I don't know. I, I kind of like that. Uh, Jonathan, do you agree to that term? I, I find your terms acceptable. <laughs> Great. I was already saying, I have a reputation, you dickhead. I'm doing real call fighting. You're on this. Like, shut up. So 
I appreciate your gamesmanship, and I assure you it will yeah, be a full clincher. John's going to have one of those like hidden clues inside of it that just like every letter that's capitalized will read, this is fake news. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I I just I thought I thought he was gonna come up with something difficult like like you got to find a way to to give us a baba buoy or hit him with a hind during one of your broadcasts or something like that like on the Stern show you know like I thought he was gonna have to make me shout out verbal tap like oh there's a verbal tap and and, and calling a fight or something like that to know? be fair yeah no that'd be great especially if it wasn't a verbal tap it'd just be a, a forced TKO like a knockout. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that doesn't sound like that was that was verbal tap adjacent that tap but that was close having said that though that is great he verbally tapped his face against the mat (laughs) (laughs) others may call that fight differently but i clearly had the best seat in the house he verbally tapped as he hit the mat i would like to say to the public i think that's better i'm I'm so pumped with myself now Uh, All right, so we have those terms. Now, John, here's what we like to do on the show. We like to uh, watch, obviously, the fights, and then we invite whoever participated in over-under, Kevin, to come back the next week. Would you be available to come talk with us some fights uh, at the end of, uh, well, at the beginning of next week? Raph, anytime you need me, bud. Anytime. Um, Beautiful. It's a pleasure to help you out. Pleasure to be on. It's awful nice of you guys to have me on. It's pretty cool. I appreciate the the opportunity. It's very nice. Thank you. Well, let's do this. Let's plug your shit. Where can people read your stuff? I know we keep saying the other ones, so I'm going to refrain from saying the joke version of where people should go. Uh, But let's say a directive of where they can see you on social media, where they can find uh, all your good stuff, and more importantly, let's promote the thing that's coming up next, man, because I know a lot of people will want to hear you commentating the next big thing. I appreciate that, man. Thank you very much. Um, well, I, like you guys said, I, I started the clinch report with my partner, John Walsh, uh, a few years ago. Um, sometimes we get a lot of articles on clinchreport.com, but mostly through social media now. Uh, clinch report on Instagram, clinch report on Facebook. Uh, my partner's actually living in Thailand right now, shooting Muay Thai fights, so you can follow him, clinchpicks.com on um clinch picks on Instagram, stuff like that. He's got to be doing a lot of Muay Thai fights over there. So, uh, real interesting photos. And, uh, then of course, uh, I'm commentating for Celtic gladiator on May 19th in Burbank. Uh, it's a pretty good show. I don't know if you guys know Celtic gladiators, like three or four fights before Conor McGregor made it to the UFC. He fought for Celtic gladiator. So, um, pretty big promotion in Europe. Now they're starting to come over here. It's their second time here. So I'll be calling the fights for them. And then you can always, uh, my home promotion is CXF, California Extreme Fighting. Um, that's the, the, the place that I call home. And I guess I also call Sparstar MMA Home, which is uh, the amateur organization that I call fights for and have for about seven years now. So um, I definitely like to shout out to my family at Sparstar as well. Is that the one you do with Widows? Yes. Yeah. Kevin Widows and I do that. We used to do it with Hinato Laranja, which was pretty cool. Uh, and, but he can be, uh, Hanato, Hanato is, is, a um, a tough act to follow. It's like going on after Robin Williams, you know, <laughs> Kevin's a comedian. You, you'd be like, what? It's like you sit in a commentary chair after Hanato says something and you're like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's, the guy's, the guy's got uh, the most superior wit. Like it, it, it's on a different level, like the shit that he can come up with on, on, on like a dime. You, mm. Like me and Kevin would be working with him, and we'd be like, 
just get lost because he, he's so funny and so witty um, that his detail, it, it's, it's, it's tremendous. I fucking miss working with that guy, though. That guy was awesome. Well, let's also bring um, up the fact yeah. that Kevin himself is a comedian. So Kevin's a fighter, a jiu-jitsu, with a black belt, and a comedian, so fuck him. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah. yeah. Right. Same thing with Hanato. Hanato's funny, good-looking, black belt actor. Fuck that guy. Gotta I thought that Rasan was actually a black belt. Uh, one of his closely good friends, Uncle Hanach, has been a black belt for what, ages now? I mean, when I oh. first discovered how to make words, I think he was winning his first uh, world title. So it's hard to see. I just know that man's, uh, the amount of tape on that man's belt is, it, it's impressive. see the amount of child support that he has to pay. That's even child, more impressive. Child support is very impressive. Well, Jonathan, listen, yeah. dude, so glad you were able to come on this week's show. We look forward to having you back next week. And then uh, I believe I'm coming to Celtic Warrior. I don't know. I should be, I think. I know half of the card. So I'm very excited for every person involved. But I am looking to cover that. So uh, hopefully I get to see you there. But before then, we will talk with you on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, our good friend, the, hold on, Clinch Reports, Jonathan King, everybody. Thank you very much. And, and you guys have a great podcast. I've been a fan for a long time been listening to it for a long time. So uh, I love your videos and you guys are real funny. Thank you so much. I, I'm humbled. I appreciate it. Even that Dick Kevin, thank him too. Over there, cocky, arrogant ass, but whatever. I love him too. Uh, no, seriously, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Rap Stephen King is the name of my girlfriend's father. It's a name that everyone's aware of. So tonight, to get to hang out with another king, Mr. Jonathan, a real good parallel for mm-hmm. me. And it is not the Stephen King you're thinking of. If people were like, holy shit, is he dating Stephen It's like, no. We would have so much more advertising budget. If I were engaged to that Stephen King's, this is a different Stephen King, still an author, but Raph, <laughs> to get to beat up on another King feels good to uh, rain the Phillips. He's a blast. He's awesome. I love the way he calls fights and thank you for having me on the podcast. Absolutely. I, again, I don't know how much of this podcast Vicky ever listens to. If it's as much as Kelly does, then I think we're okay. But on the <laughs> off chance, this is the episode she decides to listen to. I'm pretty sure she's going to be like, uh, say what, Phillips? How much are you talking about my family, you douchebag? Is this happening every time? It's like, uh. She's like, I have some videos that show um, one of us really not being all that dominated. We're, um. especially when you do when you do a drop in that's like also mr stephen king how you doing (laughs) got some little choice words for your young young daughter who i love by the way love her (laughs) all my heart i just want to be clear you know guys when you listen to this you probably never take into consideration that kevin and i are at great risk at our own households when people listen to this specifically my wife is girlfriend. I'm pretty sure they're like, I know when Kelly like walks in on a certain point when I'm doing this podcast and she just goes, 
Okay. And she rolls her eyes and I go, well, that one's going to go over well. All right. We'll chat about that one later. Um, Kev, I'm enjoying the vibe we're doing. I am enjoying this run and the streak. Did you enjoy your core? Yeah. I'm actually really excited about this. It t- mm. Well, it tastes good. And, you know, it takes a few days to kick in, but I'm looking forward to um, I'll keep everybody posted next week how I feel. Awesome. I, because I'm really I am excited. First of all, the water bottle aside, it was like, boom, boom, boom. Like, this is fantastic. Uh, core nutrition. I mean, and the packaging is so nice and natural wrap. It really it tickled all of my Denver bones. I was like, this and is I, so I have to admit something because I had to tell Richie. Uh, last week when we had our snafu and I said, oh, Kev, don't order. No. And I told him, I said, you know, we never really went over that before we went on air. And that's my fault. I was trying to get it as a nice little surprise that was going to coincide when Kevin was done with his surgery. One of many. And I, you know, I thought I gave it to him. And I sent Richie a note and I said did I ever give you Kevin's address and he goes you sure didn't buddy and I go uh oh well to be fair when you brought it up Kevin was like getting wheeled in for one of his surgeries so (laughs) that's my that's on me (laughs) I enjoy the uh the mixed review of who's responsible but fortunately raf 14 days before surgery you can't have any supplements so you were just helping yeah. me out you were just giving me something Absolutely. to enjoy in the end and that would take us to the point where we're ready to talk about some shout outs it's that time of the show and our biggest shout outs already to proven nutrition and north south jiu-jitsu underwear <laughs> NorthSouthJujitsu.com. We just have great sponsors. We're lucky. We're lucky. It's a good crowd. Everybody's excited and everybody's very good at what they do, which is a massive plus because, you know, you don't want to strap on underwear that like slide up you and be like, oh, I have to talk about this. So when you use it, you're like, oh, never again will I go back. It's like, oh, great. I'm also working with. Yes. And proven nutrition tastes good. It's all natural. It's the stuff you need. It's the stuff you want. It's the stuff you worry about with the five-star reviews when you're like, oh, I got to go to the one-stars and see if this is made of horse meat. It isn't. This is good stuff. Raph, it's time to shout some people out. I've mostly been having surgery, but I had a blast at a friend's barbecue. They know who they are. The Jubera crowd is working to beat up for another tournament, and I see them training continuously, and this is a shout-out to them. And you know what? In general, I want to just give a little shout out to our bullpen community mm. there in the jujitsu crowd. Raph and I get to hang out with some nice people in the jujitsu crowd. They're always making sure we see some things and giving us some opinions that uh, I really enjoy and making us aware of some things. So that's just a shout out to the, the jujitsu diehards in the journalist crews. Raph. Um, I would not like to thank everybody in the bullpen crew. Nice. I'd like to rescind that because um, how dare you all try to give us information in this age of misinformation. That's the whole point. That's the fun of living in now. We don't have to do anything for serious. Like when I brought up and I asked Jonathan if that was the first time he faked news and he really said, um, I think so. It's like, how dare you? How dare you try to ruin it for the rest of us? Anyway, let's Let's press on. I want to send my first shout out to 10th Planet Van Eyes. Um, 
I have such great friends who train there, and I get the opportunity to train with those guys so many times. And uh, nothing is better than uh, Sunday wrestling with them. And so I got to do an interview with my good friend Milton Argalio. And uh, he's, man, he's a tough one, dude. He's tough rounds. And, uh, you know, we, we put it on him today. And that's fun because uh, he was asking, he's like, man, he goes, y'all, y'all put it on me today. Like it was a surprise, you know. And I just looked at him and I was like, you do know that you put it on all of us every other day. And yet <laughs> you are just smiling after getting shark tanked while the rest of us are dying slowly. So you can, you can fuck off with your good cardio, sir. Anyway, amazing interview with him. I get to make fun of him for uh, – Kev, he was the one that beat me for the WWE BJJ belt, which I'm – not okay with you haven't been and okay. it's really shaking you it up, hasn't I been noticed as a human. but here's the fun part he's been telling me off air he's not going to give me a rematch and i've been complaining to you about this however he during the interview was like you have to earn it you have to go out there and you have to earn your title shot and then by mid-interview goes all right raf we have that rematch and i go did you idiotically just give me a rematch and he goes, nah, shit, I did. <sighs> it's kind of like when a Bond villain outclasses Bond and they win. That's what it felt like. <laughs> I would love to see more James Bond movies like that, if I'm being honest. So anyway, shout out to them. Shout out to the Los Angeles Jiu-Jitsu Club this week, like where I will be making some appearances, I believe. It is Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 8 a.m., and then Tuesday, Thursdays at 11.30 in the the AMs and uh, Valley Martial Arts Center. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to get some more uh, training in this week. It was so good to see everybody. Got to see some great trains with our good friend Marcelo and the rest of the Merry Cap crew. And I think, Kev, that is going to do it for me. Hey, that'll do it for us here tonight at Verbal Tap. I am Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night and the good fight. <laughs> The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is...